Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I, I watched this film right after I was recovering from an accident where I lost my memory. I just remember it was just a film that stayed with me for that reason. It's a sci-fi movie and there's this ocean that is sentient and is, you know, messing with people's brains. And when people fall asleep, um, there's like an apparition that comes from like their subconscious and that materializes. Um, And there's this one scene where Hari, who's the, the, the dead wife of one of the scientists who is there at the at the space station overlooking the ocean um, materializes and she herself doesn't understand her own history or she doesn't understand where she came from. And so, yeah, so I was just in the wake of this accident and had just, I had been with amnesia for eight weeks. And so, and just watching that film and just watching her trying to figure out her past or trying to figure out who she was just really, yeah, really struck me and just um, stayed with me. And I just remember so many scenes from that film. Welcome back to Open Form. I'm Michael Denzel Smith. For decades, reports of strange happenings on a Soviet space station have been trickling in. But the people who have reported these happenings have been dismissed by a panel of scientists and military personnel. Only hallucinations, they've been told. But now that three scientists assigned to the station have reported similar findings, psychologist Dr. Chris Kelvin has been tasked with visiting the space station to find out what is actually happening. What he finds is a friend who has committed suicide, two people resigned to living amongst the strangeness, and his wife, who has been dead for 10 years. This week's film is Solaris, and it was chosen by Ingrid Rojas Contreras, author of the award-winning novel Fruit of the Drunken Tree and the recently released memoir The Man Who Could Move Clouds. Yeah, uh, that's so fascinating to me to hear you say that and like for you to be identifying with that character that's like part of part of it's like you're saying the the whole idea there is that they're, they're on this space station and as a result of them interacting with this ocean and the radiation they are the people on the space station are starting to see what they call guests or these apparitions like that are pulled from their memories and, and uh and Hari is sort of the first one that they encounter when uh, Dr. Kelvin gets there, and this is his wife that committed suicide, but she's the first one that starts to exhibit 
more sentience, right? Like she yeah. is like, am I real? Like, I can't, like, this isn't, who am I really? Like what, what connection, but she has some memory, but like can't piece it all together. And she's not fully human, but is becoming more human in the sense of like knowing oneself, right? Like, and that placing her in, in a, in a relationship to this man who like, in another form of this life was her husband, someone that she was in love with, but also came to realize did not love her. Like there's so, there's there's a lot of different moving parts there, but it is to say that like, I can totally see being like, I am lacking memory and seeing this character that like has no connection to a self that used to be, but is, but still exists. Yeah. Yeah. There's this one scene where um she knows who he is um Mm -hmm. and she she's very kind of immediately emotionally attached to him um and at some point she picks up a photograph and it's a photograph of her Mm -hmm. and she says who is this yeah and i you know just i relate to that so much because i i when i think after like a, maybe like a few minutes after my accident, I was looking through my things in my bag um, and I came across uh, an ID that had my photo mm-hmm. and I did not recognize that as, you know, that yeah. that was me. I just did not even recognize. You didn't recognize that. your own face. Yeah. Um, and so then she she walks to the mirror Hari in the movie walks to the to the mirror and she real she sees her own face and she says, "Oh, it's me." And she has this realization only after she she, she sees her reflection. Um, yeah, and I, I it's just yeah the parallels to my own experience are just so uh, startling. But I I had a similar experience where I was. Uh, it was a it was a bike accident um, and someone had opened the door into the bike lane and I crashed into it and I flew in the air. I wasn't wearing a helmet. I hit my head very hard. Um, and there was this period of time before I had seen myself reflected um, on a window that I didn't know what I looked like and I didn't even know if I was a man or a woman, if that makes sense. Like I didn't even have that um, conception. Yeah. Um, and it was only after I was walking by this black window on, you know, on the sidewalk um, that I saw myself. And I, it was just this just amazing moment of uh, recognition that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this film, just watching Hari, um, not not knowing who she is, like not understanding her past. And then the way that she is slowly piecing it together. Mm-hmm. I just, when I saw that film, um, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe how close it was. And then of course it's like a sci-fi movie and she's, yeah. she's, she's like not human. And she's uh, a, a mat- materialization from like this alien ocean that is trying to kind of uh, make contact with humankind. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, that's why I love that film so much. Yeah. And I think, and thinking about that, like, I'm curious to, if this had hit you at, at any point, but like 
for for Hari coming into the world, coming into being in some type of sentience in this scenario, uh, she doesn't have connection to like the real Hari, right? Like in all of her memories and all of her sense of recognition and self and all of that, she has connection to some, but with the loss, even with the loss of all of that, like she is in a situation where Dr. Kelvin does know her, right? Like it does have a history with like, so she's very real to him and like his memories of her are all, are all present, but like, she's not able to fully connect with all of like so I'm just is that another another parallel that you're feeling where it's like all of my memories are gone but everyone around me has memories of me yeah yeah it's um it was yeah it was very interesting I even at some point still while not having a memory found a journal and was reading the things that I had written and I it, it was just really like reading a stranger's writing I you know not even recognizing my own handwriting uh, not feeling any emotional connection to to what was written in there um, and I and but I don't know what what was interesting with people is that there was that emotional connection or I could feel it somewhere in my body even though I didn't know what the story was so there were there were people that I encountered in that time that I immediately knew Oh, I really trust this person. Um, or I, you know, I would hug someone and I would remember the way that our bodies fit together. So it was just very interesting the way that your your body actually actually carries some of the memory, even when your mm. uh, brain memory is gone. Um, yeah, uh, but I I think it is very strange to feel how other people do have that full knowledge of, of your history together with them and they're speaking to you from that history and you're just completely isolated and outside of that and don't quite understand what what is happening yeah and so like that's so real what you're saying in terms of like the body carrying so much of that like that knowledge and like we're not we're not always recognizing like what the body is carrying like we're a lot of us particularly I think writers are like all appear we're, we're really yeah. <laughs> in our heads and but like the body is reacting and like the muscle memory and all of those emotions get tied up in there and that like it does seem like for Hari there there's like some of that there with Dr. Kelvin it's, it's being like there's some attachment to you, right? Like there's some sense that like I've held you before and that you've held me and that we've we've shared this life, but like just not being able to fully grasp everything that's there. Yeah. But it's so interesting to think about it on the other side of, of that where Hari is coming to sentience and like, like reaching for all of those things but she is like this, she is drawn from uh, Dr. Kelvin's memory, right? Like, so 
even in that she's not she's not fully hard because like and not just because it, it's, a, it's this apparition it's only as much as he can remember of her it's not her full life and i think that that's really what like sort of the film wrestling with these ideas of grief like the whole thing feels like just a, a meditation on existential crises and i'm like that's the entirety of my life <laughs> um but yeah. but it's just being like what makes someone real right what makes a person real is like your perception of them real enough for them to like connect to themselves yeah um i really love in the film with hari there's all of these glitches with her clothing or like with how she appears um yeah one of the things that i really love is that it's she appears as the last memory that he has of her so the shoulder is the part of the dress where the shoulder is is ripped because that's where she ripped it in order to inject herself with this um, poison and that's how she committed suicide but she doesn't know that but the mark is there yeah um and then there's uh the glitch that i love is how um there's no zipper in the back or the you know i think that in the back the dress is one that would be tied like cross tied with with like a little tassel like a little uh rope leather thing um and when he at some point in the movie she's like can you help me take this off and he tries he he starts to undo the the leather uh rope in the back mm -hmm. uh but the but there's no seam yeah you know so it's it's like this like impossible moment where like so the, how did she put on the dress or like, how does the dress kind of go on? Um, and he ends up cutting it with scissors. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, so I just, I love like those, those little glitches that there, that there are too, um, which I think is also um, a meditation as well on, on how memory is imperfect. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as we think we remember something very well, or there's, you know, we, we think of it as infallible sometimes yeah. um, when it's so malleable and it's, it's so prone to, to getting these kinds of surrealist details, um, like entering really, like very kind of strange mistakes into the, into the, into the recollection of something yeah it's so it's so fascinating like what we remember in like excruciatingly fine detail but then like what we fill in right and like what that filling in says about what we want to remember or what we what we like what we don't have access to or what we're trying to maybe repress or what we're trying to to like create a version of it that we would have preferred or something right like and that's it's for for Dr. Kelvin, like, what, what do the, all of those things mean? Like, was there, like, for him, I think that there's this part of it, like, and you're thinking about the dress and how there was no zipper on there, and he has to, like, cut, and he says later, you know, that, you know, he and Hari were having issues at the end of their marriage, and, like, and he's being asked by one of the other people in the, this bit, like, what do you think happened? And it's like, she realized that I didn't love her. And I think that there's part of him that in this recreation of her from memory, that, like, 
there's no ease in getting intimate with her because mm. like he didn't have those feelings. And so in his recreation, it's like, yeah, I can't unzip this because like, I never felt close enough to you to be able to do these sort mm. of these, these very intimate things. Mm. That makes so much sense. I'd never um, thought of that before. Um, yeah, I, I really love in the film how it's, how it's trying to think about what makes a person a person, which I think all sci-fi is super wonderful at, at thinking about this, but this this film especially, um, how like how much does it take? Like at which point do you, you know, do you become human? Um, I had a I had a similar uh, meditation when when I didn't have a memory and it just have like that I that that feeling of uh, or that experience of not having a past and not knowing anything and not even having a personal history, which is so much of how we think of our identity. Yeah. Um, I was I was constantly thinking about this, about like, what is, like how much, when you take everything away, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Or like, what are we at that point? And it just, it even when I was living through it, it just felt very sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the first thoughts that I had was like, this is like science fiction. Um, but I couldn't remember why. Yeah. It was just like part of my brain was like, this is like yeah. science fiction. And then the other part was like, I don't understand what that means, but I thought it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, it's such a question that like, I think this film brings up where, where it's like, in thinking about what makes a human, I think it's specifically sort of asking like how much of our past dictates our like present identity in relationship to one another and how much should it, right? Like, cause in that, and I guess it gets complicated in what I'm about to say, but like for, for Dr. Kelvin in like projecting forward Hari, like, it is about his desire. He did not love her in life, but it seemed to come to love her in death, right? And so now he is confronted with this image of her in which he's like loving and trying to love and connect to, but it is only the the memory of her that he's that he's able to uh, be to be with, um, but it's to say like how much of his past of not loving her is an impediment to now loving the apparition and like making her feel loved and her sense of that, like whether or not there was any connection before, like it, it, it seems like the slate's being wiped clean and they're they, like provided a new chance, but like all of that history still exists, whether they want to accept it or not. And so it's like how much, how much can you actually leave behind? And do you want to leave it behind, right? Like, does does, does leaving all of that and, and pushing it aside, and like, as I say all this, I'm just like, this is a bunch of stuff that I talk about with my therapist, but like it was pushing all that away so that you can feel free to like create this new self. But like, is that a possibility without the confrontation of, of that past? Yeah. Um... I mean, I, I think it's a, a, a zombie relationship. 
Mm. Right? Like it's it's a dead relationship and then it comes back, but it's still a dead relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I think you get hints that it's not going to end well. Everyone everyone else who's on this on the spaceship, um, these two other scientists. Tell him like I I don't think that this is going to end well. Like it's, I see that you're making an emotional connection to this apparition, um, and they're all like, "This is not a good idea. This yeah. is not going to end well." <laughs> um, she says it herself at some point as she starts to um, realize. Um, and you know, I I think that the the more that she is awake and, and alive and um, starts to gather her own memory and starts to gather her own sense of self, um, the more pain that she's in mm. and the more that eventually she just kind of wants to leave and wants to die and doesn't want to be there. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's what makes me think it's like a, if, if you resurrect a, a dead relationship, mm-hmm. It's just always going to be a bad idea. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a zombie. You're just gonna try to, yeah. 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 And I think there's a part of him that recognizes that and hears everyone saying that it's a bad idea, but he's carried forth by his guilt. Yeah. That like I was not good to her in in the the life that we shared together. And 10 years later, here I am. I'm I have an opportunity to correct for that. And he feels so, but he's not driven, but like, I don't think that he actually loves her. He's just driven by so much guilt and shame around like the way that he behaved and what that meant for her life and the consequences thereof. Because it seems that like part of her suicide is the the recognition, like I'm not being loved here and I'm I'm deprived of that, (laughs) you know, and one person seems responsible for it. And that he's carrying all of that and like wants that zombie relationship to work in the place of what he what what like was was his past. But it's like you're saying, it's like there's there's just an, an impasse there. There's, there's an impossibility of like continuing to resurrect that or like that in its resurrection, it can be anything but like the 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 version that that was killed off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also, I, I like the way that the film doesn't give him that emotional resolution, mm-hmm. even though that's what his character is wanting. And as you're saying, yeah, like bringing, bringing her back, whatever uh, subconscious part of him was projecting this into the alien ocean and the alien ocean was like, yes, I will give you your dead wife. Um, that it doesn't matter in the end. Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of the it still ends badly. Um, and he, even by the end of the film, like we, I feel like he's still reaching for that emotional resolution and just not kind of like grasping the air at the end, like not even arriving anywhere. Um, and that the character arc felt uh, really good to me. It just, it, it made sense that he would kind of still be reaching um, and that that kind of, reaching for the resolution would be what's driving the whole film. Ingrid, what's one lasting image that sticks with you from Solaris? 
Yeah, I think it's that it's that scene, I think, where she she picks up like the the photograph and then doesn't recognize herself mm. and then walks to the mirror um, and is like, oh, wait, that is that's me. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that that's the one that I think about the most. Um, I also really love all of the it's it's just like an incredibly beautiful film. It's very slow. Mm. Um and there's there's like a flash of um in the beginning there's like a flash of a horse mm-hmm. and it was i just really love the way that um some of the images are working there's in the beginning there's also this there's this grass underwater that's that's moving and it kind of looks like hair um and it also looks very slow um and there's the other image that I really think about a lot is the one where it starts to rain outside and on this table um it's like some people were having tea but they've kind of left it abandoned Mm -hmm. and so there's this whole table set up with with like a a saucer and a teacup and and some coffee inside maybe and then the the rain is splashing over everything and there's something um when I saw that image, there was something so wrong about that, about seeing like, a, you know, some what what you would what I associate with being inside outside, and then um, this this rainstorm falling on it um, and just getting everything wet and filling refilling over the cup so that it's um, splashing everywhere. Um, yeah, which returns later in at the end of the film. Um, there's yeah those those like small surreal images um just really stayed with me okay and what is intended to be a quick question but is never for anyone what is your all-time favorite film (laughs) um i okay i yeah it was very difficult to try to think of one i'm sure everyone says this all the time Mm -hmm. um the one that i came up with uh is Akira Kurosawa's dreams mm. this one mm. I've never seen it no um so it's Akira Kurosawa and then it's he it's just a collection of maybe I think seven dreams that he had but he saw he he shot them as 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 small story arcs and it almost feels like a story collection yeah um and they're very different um and they just have that wonderful um, dream logic to it some of them are very light and joyful there's other ones that are very dark um, there's ones that feel very important um, and yeah it's all just shot beautifully you should watch it I highly recommend I, I, I will at your recommendation definitely definitely will Ingrid thank you so much for joining me thank you so much I uh, love having this conversation Thanks for listening to Open Forum, a podcast from LitHub Radio, produced by Eliza Smith and Justin Alvarez, and hosted by me, Michael Denzel Smith. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe to Open Forum wherever you get your podcasts, and or sign up for the LitHub newsletter to stay up to date on our latest episodes. If you're enjoying what you hear, share Open Forum with a friend or on social media. Next week, just a steel town girl on a Saturday night looking for the fight of her life. <laughs>